Hello, everyone. My name is Leon, and thank you for tuning in to Season 2, Episode 5 of More To It, a podcast about perspective. At the ending of Season 1, in the episode I named You Speak in Color, I mentioned being offered a job that was promised to be, quote-unquote, the opportunity of a lifetime. Ten months later, I can assure you two things. That part of my life is over, and that promise was nothing more than a lie. Not all of it was bad, though. I learned much about myself, and I've made some friends along the way. But there are a few emotions I feel I was left questioning, so I talked about them with the family I've been blessed to have throughout all this and ever since I was a teenager. Miss Nicole, or Mama Nicole, (laughs) as I like to call her, my wise brother Robert, my understanding sister Chi-Chi, and a man who has taught me the value in the words we choose and how we use them, my grandpa, Mr. George. Here's how it went. I wanted to talk to you because I feel like out of everybody that knows what I was kind of dealing with working at that place, I think... You're the one that kind of understands it more than everybody because you, you know, being being such a, you know, being such a good mom that you are, you always come to to see me. And um, okay. oh, yeah, it's a relief. Yeah. See, you and you it's a break like, yeah. oh, I can let me just talk to her and maybe she can make it better or we can talk about it. And I, I could disappear for that second. Or minutes. Yeah, Let's minutes. be honest. Usually a couple of minutes. Yeah. Tours of Aldi's. It's a little long. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I feel like it's been, it's been so, even to do that, the little bit of time that we would take to sit and, and, or step to the side and talk to each other, mm-hmm. even that felt like, like the, it, that was a wrong thing to do, you know? And it's almost impossible, I want to say, like to actually get to talk to you because i'm like oh yeah yeah there's so many people watching me and so much attention on us and i gotta be on my p's and q's because i don't want anybody saying anything to me and so now we finally get to talk but Mm -hmm. what i wanted to talk to you about was it's a word that's been floating around this year between us for some reason this one word keeps popping up forgiveness that's the word Mm. and i wanted to know how you feel about that well I feel the word forgiveness for me means that I completely get everything I can get out of that situation and move on. It has no more control over my life. I forgive those people or circumstances and it can't help me hurt me anymore because I've accepted it and I've learned from it and I've moved on from it. Job places, people, it all fits in the same thing for me. And like I said, when one door closes, another one opens, and it's very important to get all you can get from the circumstances that you've been put yourself into, like that job situation. Mm-hmm. You know how to handle yourself when you come around these people. You know what to look for yeah. and how to handle it. Maybe it's not the way how you wanted to end, but it ended no less. And yeah. now yeah. it's time for you to go, hmm, I've been complaining. I've been upset. I dreaded this place every morning. Every day. Every day. <laughs> Every day. 
And when I, I every never time wanted I, to be you, there. You could not help to see it in your eyes. Yeah. And you had on a mask. <laughs> I had like, on a mask damn. the whole time. I was like, oh my goodness, he wants to like just jump off the roof in here. But you know. Yeah. That's why I was like, I gotta go check on him to see if he's okay, because I know how hard that could be a stressful situation, when, especially when you're working with people who don't have your best interests at heart, and that these last couple of weeks has been so intense. That the day you called me was the day I was coming after work. And I was mm. like, oh, what? Yeah. And I yeah. was like, I can't even come because I just started this job. Because, you know, yeah. I was ready to roll out. I know. <laughs> I, like, I know. Wait a minute. And then maybe it was good that that didn't happen. Because um, as meeting the woman again and seeing who, who she was, mm-hmm. she's not even worth all of that. Because a person that miserable... Her day two will come. These things work themselves out. That's what I got to tell myself, mm-hmm. you know. And I, th- I think when it comes to forgiveness, I think that's something hard. I don't give mm-hmm. myself. That that's that makes you it pretty hard. For things that happened in the past that maybe you didn't handle well. Mostly, I want to say uh, I think a lot of things I've gotten the chance to sit when I've had a little bit of peace and quiet, but. A lot of things this year, I would say, in the time that I was able to, you know, get my thoughts together, mm-hmm. um, I would kind of think about things that happened in the past that, like you said, I could have handled much differently. And it's just like, you know what? Yeah, it is I'm not. Yeah. Forgive yourself yeah. for those things because sometimes we don't have enough maturity or patience to deal with the things at that time mm-hmm. so we try to go back and go well should i handle it this way no i'm not gonna do it that way i gotta try another way yeah but that's what makes me think about what the sermon was in church sometimes we have to be still and let it happen mm-hmm. we, we, we don't do anything let's see it see what plays out and that way god will always see us through it because if we react to everything that happens to us it would be chaos all the time. Right? I feel that's what I feel like this the entire ordeal. that my entire yeah, the entire ordeal was just ten months of chaos. Like just straight. I think when you your first intuition was not to take the job at that place, you should have took not take the job at yeah. that place. Yeah. I should have listened to myself. You yeah. should always listen to your gut because your gut tells you exactly you know you feel it. So you know yeah. that this is not gonna be a good fit. I know too many people in this area. They're going to keep coming in here. People are going to be looking at me, not sure, but meaning that we wear masks. Maybe they don't know it's me for sure. Yeah. But nine, ten, nine times out of ten, they know it's you. And you know yeah. it's them. Yeah. And it's like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I told yeah. you your face. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when it's you, I'm just, you know, yeah. bubbly and, hey, how's it going? But then I mean, when I it's... always say, I, I didn't have to go to the bathroom all the time. I just wanted to go and check on you. Make sure you're I okay. really appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you. Because I know sometimes you're like, whoa. Yeah. And it's all like, you know this. I was like, oh, no, just breathe, breathe, breathe. Yeah. And but I, it's I, easy to give advice than take advice because you know I am a... Mm, yeah, mm, yeah. So. I mean, but but you've you've done well for all this time you know i mean you've 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 helped me get through a lot of things in life because you are worthy as i always tell you thank you (laughs) thank you um but as far as like forgiveness towards myself i think i think that's something i should sit and 
huh. really ponder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is um not trusting my intuition when it was just like telling me, do not go there. It's not going to work and you're not going to be happy. But I did it anyway because it was just like, you know what, whatever. So I think I need to sit and think to myself, do I really forgive myself for making that decision? Because it wasn't all... You've met some of the people that I've gotten no, close to nice while I was there. Uh, yeah. yeah. girl had a baby. Yeah. The guy with the light eyes. The other guy with the light eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Spanish girl with the glasses. All of them. I think they interested in nice people. It's just that they're also stuck in a situation that they didn't want to be into because they didn't expect them to be put in a situation of chaos. Yeah. They didn't have a strong leader. And when you don't have a supervisor... And they looking out for help and things like that. You you nothing can go right. And that's why it is the way it is there. Yep. I think so it's, many it's people for one post too. That was like yeah. how many people <laughs> y'all work here? It's like twenty eight y'all in this building. That's it's, funny. It's like crazy. Some people say that they come in, they be like, damn, it's all y'all in this one spot. What happened in here? It's still, it's like, it's still chaos in there. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Especially when they don't even have enough workers to do the job inside the actual place. Yes. So y'all just standing around, just looking at each other like, okay, we're going to hit this corner. It's two of us at this door. It's two of us at this. It's two downstairs. It's two down this place. And still, people are still getting in with knives and... and brass and knuckles. Brass knuckles. Guns, because people have gotten... So, not past us but they've gotten yeah but that's why up to us we're guns like when the police was letting people in downstairs why is machine not downstairs to let the people to go through those things downstairs so they don't even get upstairs those things are just like mind-boggling like this is just simple stuff you know yeah yeah it is what it is but that's you know what you don't have to worry about that no more right i gotta tell myself that i have to really keep telling myself like that's not you need to come to that realization because That's that's not a place that you need to be anymore. It's not. Mm-mm. It's not. The only you know what I've, I'm gonna miss. I joined to Aldi's, looking at the, the produce, the crackers, and the, the juice, the fish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The cold pressed juices. Mm-hmm. You know, those are my favorite. The smoked salmon. Mm. Oh, the smoked salmon. Yeah. And the, um, you can tell we bond bonded off of food. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> You know, food is everything. Yeah. It's the greatest gift that God it's, gave us. It is the greatest <laughs> gift. Life, you know, but still. But like I told you, even though I didn't give birth to you, I love you like you my own. Thank you. Whenever you need to talk or get things through, I'm there for you. Thank you. One of the very true things that I've realized this year is I have people in my corner, especially you. I have people in my corner. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but thank you for doing this with me it was a pleasure anytime you need me you want to talk about dishes if you want to talk about a good wine to pair with a meal oh a good wine Ooh. Yeah. good wine and good food uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so within the last i would say maybe two months maybe a little bit longer but i could definitely recall me noticing it more so in like the last two months but um i was just feeling a certain way with just about everything uh but it was just more so in the workplace and it's a word that i want to talk about and the word is apathy so chiji hi (laughs) um that was a word that you brought to my attention Uh, i Mm -hmm. think it was because one day 
we spontaneously just met up um yeah. i think i bought like yeah i had bought some scratch offs thinking you know <laughs> something incredible was gonna happen that day because that day like i just had a tough day mm-hmm. and i'm over here thinking like yeah i'm about to hit some money and just disappear and not come back ever again type of thing like that was one of my exit plans you you had asked me you said um there's a feeling that i get from you i'm like what is it i don't what 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 do you mean like i i thought it was i didn't know what to think it was um it was apathy and i'm like what's that mean so i looked it up and it just made sense i'm like oh my gosh oh my gosh that's how i feel so i think after that i kind of just took it and ran with it because i just from that day forward i just kept wearing i felt like it was like it was like a blanket i was just wrapping around myself and that's what i wanted i want people to know that i'm not interested in what you think of me i'm not interested in what you have going on yeah in your life because i have things going on too i'm not interested i'm not i'm just not interested you know it's it's and it's a lot of things it's so many things that is literally what apathy is it's lack of interest lack of care towards something whatever that something may be for you and you you really can't understand apathy without empathy they kind of they, they are a duality they so, are <laughs> they are you yeah. need both to kind of understand each other yeah um so even that day when you were here and you were discussing about, you know, the things that were going on in your life and how, you know, I don't care about this right now. I don't, I don't, this is not what I need. I don't want this. This is what I need. Um, oh boy. I hate when <laughs> I, I get this, like that, I when that. I get so headstrong because <laughs> I'm so fed up with something. Yeah. Like, Cause that's just how I am when I'm done with something. I am like 10,000% done with it. Yeah, you know? and that's that's the strength of apathy in its own way is that um you know, it's it's the amount of care that you start having for something at first, right? But then over time you watch that care diminish because you now have picked up or maybe have another care that where your energy needs to go yeah yes so it's like an energy displacement right like Mm -hmm. first you were here um you were enjoying this or you were you know thriving with this and now there's something else that needs you Mm -hmm. right and apathy is not a bad thing you know some people place a negative connotation it just means that you your energy is needed somewhere else and not here and this whatever that thing like for you at work, right? Your energy was needed somewhere else, but not at work at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> so you were experiencing apathy towards work. Yeah. Because you were experiencing empathy towards something else. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um. Wow. Mm. That's why they are. They both go hand in hand. They are a duality. They are the yin and yang to each other. Wow. Mm. So then it's the question of, well, you understood clearly that you were sensing apathy at work. You wanted to leave. You understood that. And in turn, you had to also understand why you wanted to leave and where your empathy was going. Yeah. Because I, I feel like it just felt like we're in high school, but we're getting paid mm. to be in class. Like, that's what that's what it felt like. And everybody else there agreed with me too. Like, yeah, you know what? You're right. It does feel like high school. 
and the the thing too was metaphorically speaking but we had shots fired at us from like all different directions as soon as we all like got into that building and then over time it kind of like slowed down but immediately by it shots, was just i'm sorry to cut you by shots high i mean like are you talking in the sense of like judgment or judgment like, literally? okay yes no 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 that's what i was saying metaphorically speaking okay. yeah like metaphor not literal mm, okay. shots i should have said figure figuratively speaking my bad that, that's what that's what i meant to say okay yeah no we yeah they just you know passing judgment on us because it's like they're older than we are i get that mm. but they looked at us as if we're children and it's like no most of us are over 25 Mm -hmm. some of us are in our 30s we have things that we deal with too outside of these doors our life does not revolve around these walls so to have to deal with what we all had to deal with and then to come into a place and be treated like a child Mm -hmm. and being looked down upon and, and being judged about anything you know like just the littlest thing is just like yeah damn you would develop apathy there yeah yeah because you don't want to put so much care into that feeling or that that thought of judgment you don't want to give it power Mm -hmm. so the only thing you could do at that moment is take the power away by redirecting your energy yep yeah and and that is a tough situation to be in too you know the balance of work and life and then having to face similar stress (laughs) in its own way in both categories yeah that is a (laughs) but it just felt so unnecessary Mm. yeah but uh, so i I guess i guess you're right i did i did do that i really did wear apathy as like strength you know Mm. because i i really and it can be it can be i mean it means things bouncing off you um if you carry apathy as like your armor someone comes to you and passes a judgment that clearly isn't entirely the truth and you knew that Mm -hmm apathy steps in like a sword and is like a shield and it's like boom that's why i'm saying it's not entirely a negative thing is a way of you learning how to deal doing you're like i don't want my energy there like this is not it i have other things to think about that are way more important and yeah. thus you develop apathy towards the things that are not so based on your experience how have you come to this understanding of what apathy can be or what apathy is oh man i went through a lot yeah. I went through a lot and I didn't want to keep going through it. Not just physically, but mentally still staying in that. Yeah. And I, like time moved on, but here I am, you know, still in the mentality of, you know, the the seven year old kid who left her parents and came to the States. Yeah. And in a way I had to learn to develop apathy, not because I didn't care about my parents, but because here is my new reality. You know, I have to live here. I have to experience life here. I can't be so attached. And that's why um, there was a song you, that you recommended. Oh, <laughs> the song. Oh, yes, the Parma song. Yeah. Um, it was Haley, Grow Up. She says specifically, some of us have to grow up sometimes. And so if I have to, I'm, I'm going to leave, leave you, you behind. behind. Yep. And that is a form of the apathy I had to develop is recognizing like, like I have to leave that reality behind because I'm not there anymore. I'm here. I have to be present in this. What? What? Where am I needed here? What's going on here? Yeah. And that that started when I was eight. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and ever since then, it's it's still going on. Of course, life happens. Like things happen that we don't always ask for. And the strength of apathy comes in there too. You know, learning how to say, okay, this is happening, but this is not my entire life. This doesn't define me. Yeah. There are other things that. 
I am working towards other successes and goals and stuff. And that that's where that empathy comes because that's what I'm attracted to. Not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's why I do say um, apathy is a strength as well. So is empathy, of course. They are both. They both have their strengths. They both have their weaknesses too. You can be overly empathetic <laughs> towards something, yeah, and yeah. It drowns you almost, blinds you, you know. And then you could be over apathetic towards something. Oh yeah, Oof. it completely makes you almost no. scary, incapable to be vulnerable. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. In that way too, yeah. Because when you're apathetic, you're basically saying like, "I don't want this energy," therefore you're blocking it purposely. When you're blocking energy from entering, you're also blocking other things that might be positive, too. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. All right, Mr. George, how are you? Fine. You got to speak into the microphone. <laughs> I'm fine. Okay. Okay, good, good. So we were talking, I think it was, I don't think it was earlier this year, but it was somewhere between this year and last year. And there was a certain word that we were talking about that I wanted to talk to you about. And it's compassion. Compassion? Yes. What are your thoughts on compassion? My thoughts are that we as human beings don't show enough of it. We have a tendency that don't know what it is to see and to feel somebody else's pain and to show some type of compassion. Mm-hmm. We have a tendency to try to deal with life as it goes on because we're going through many things and did anybody show us some compassion and by showing compassion it means you showing concern love respect and there's very few people out there that does that they show compassion they might look like they're showing compassion do you feel that people lack compassion for themselves no just the opposite they have a lot of compassion for themselves they feel that they need the love, the warmth, you understand, the understanding. Because mm-hmm. that's what we call human nature. Now, we throw all these words in the English language, and um, they take on different meanings. Now, if we looked in the dictionary and see what compassion meant, how Webster defined it, we find out there be four ways to identify but it means the same thing. But it's human nature. Only the strong will survive in this world. And strong people don't give out too much compassion. As you can look at our society right now, you wouldn't figure with people with all the money so many people have, they would show some compassion by not give it away, but show people money ain't everything. But let see what compassion it is to some people. That's that money. Mm. Why do you say that? So what rules the world this day? Compassion? No, nah, I don't think so. Big business? I think so. Capitalism? Yes. Socialism? Yes. Yeah. That's true. All right. Yeah. So uh, when you're asking me about compassion, uh, you got to see how do we... As the individual, after all the education, all the experience that you had in life, what the compassion means to you as that individual. I know at times, you know, I don't look like I'm a compassionate individual, but I am. 
I will go out my way to help. I will get up from a seat, showing compassion to somebody I think needs to deserve to sit there in that particular seat. A lot of people are not like that. When I say that, you can ask my daughter. When I get on the bus, she say, Daddy, you want to sit down? I said, nah, there's an old lady over there. Personally, yeah. I see young people run to the seat mm-hmm. before old people can get there. Are they showing any compassion? Somebody told them, the first one to get there, deserve it. Mm-hmm. But is that show compassion? No, it isn't. Not at all, right. I wanted to ask you about compassion because you've been one of the very few positive male figures in my life and you've helped out a lot of people in this neighborhood for all the years that you've been here and i think that takes a huge amount of compassion which is exactly why i felt like i needed to talk to you about it so what influenced you to keep giving compassion to all the people that you've given it to for all these years in the neighborhood and in your family and things like that well i guess it's the way i was raised a lot of people uh, don't experience the way I was raised. I had a mother and father, but you know, my f- mother raised me, you know what I'm saying? She was like, everybody thought she was mean, but she wasn't a mean lady. Mm. And she had a lot of compassion for a lot of people because she used common sense. She told me one time, you have to look beyond what you see in the individual because we, got, we don't see everything at that particular time or place. We don't know what made an individual get loud, mm-hmm. get boisterous, mm-hmm. get nasty, want to run to that seat first. But if you, in return, try to bring that out of that individual, why did you do that, and what was the purpose behind it, and then you still could have got to see. All you had to do was walk to it, you understand, instead of running. And how did you feel about taking something when you see somebody's you know, hey, you know, you should get up. You should let that old lady sit down. Right. You know, and and by the way, my father was a male nurse. You talking about showing compassion? Yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. field where you understand they don't tell you it's in the job title, but you got to have that. You know, that's part you understand? of it. And he worked in pediatrics, so he loved kids. Oh yeah, kids. yeah. That's yeah. a lot of compassion. Yeah. You get a little bit from this individual. You get a little bit of that, and it's intuited in you. It's there. Sometimes I wasn't compassion. I was trying to survive in life. Mm-hmm. You understand? You'd be surprised what was up in front of you. I remember when I was working on the job one time. I got called in the office. This white man he in there talking about a job I didn't do. You understand? This and that. But you know, I got a little tired of him telling me about something that mm-hmm. he had rules that he wasn't following. Mm-hmm. He wasn't trying to show me no compassion. And he mentioned my mother. You understand? Your mother would be ashamed of yes. That's when I went off. Yeah. My mother would be proud because I stood up. My mother ain't doing this damn job. I ain't. My mother ain't got a goddamn thing to do with it. And I'm going to say something. I'm going to show you how compassionate. It used to be a salt and pepper team in the outer office. It was two old ladies, one black, one white. Mm -hmm. They ran in there and grabbed me. And they told him. You ought to show a little bit more respect. Now they had nothing to do with compassion. Yeah. But it didn't again, didn't it? Respect mm-hmm. is a form of what? Compassion. Right. There you go. Okay. Thank right. you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Right. <laughs> Brother Rob. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh boy. So I wanted to talk to you about the word empathy because I feel like I had a misunderstanding of the word up until a few minutes ago where I looked it up. Now I kind of get it, but you explained it to me uh, what empathy really is. I thought it was like feeling bad towards another person, the ability to feel bad for another person or sympathy. Sympathy, yes. So I guess I confuse sympathy with empathy. That makes me ask myself, like, do I understand my own feelings? And that's interesting. That's what it makes me ask myself is like, do I understand my own feelings? And I think that's one of the things that I've learned this entire year. Do I understand my feelings? Mm. And I think I do. It's it's clicking a little bit in my head now, but like I think I do. But it, it helps me feel like going forward, I can navigate better in life, you know? Clarity. Clarity. Empathy equals clarity. Well, well it's like empathy a brings. Effect. Okay. So basically, you look at yourself in a different light, how you looked out at the world. People will look at you differently. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're out there looking the role to get the role because you feel that you belong in that role you start feeling for yourself you give yourself your own fuel you know now you've plotted your goals you know where to go you just had to do it yeah so would you say you have empathy towards yourself i would say yeah yeah i would have to you know on a day-to-day is how i know i'm okay Hmm. it's how i know i something's wrong i you wake up one day and you're just like, mm. for some reason, I don't feel like doing anything. I don't know why. Yeah. Then, you know, if you're a meditator, some people just sit there and think on it. If you're, you know, a person that's like, I don't have time to be still. I need to do something. Yeah, just to be active. like Go to the gym or, you know, a way to get themselves going. But yeah, I have empathy for myself. How did you come to that? Oh, that's a question. Yeah, it's, I, I, cause, cause I'm, I'm just getting there. Like, I feel like I'm just getting there. But how did you get to that point? Or when did you recognize, like, oh, that was a thing? I remember when I was going through that too. Honestly, this year, in January. Really? Yeah. Wow. In January, you know, it was the anniversary of my uh, grandmother's passing. And, yeah. you know, I was all in all believing I was doing the things I needed to do to, you know, stay in good health, you know, positive mindset, strong mind, strong body. Yes. Um, Mr. George always says that, yeah. Yeah, you know, I... I he beat that into my head. <laughs> and uh, um, when a grandpa like that, you know, you're going to hear uh, repetitive things repetitively every... Yeah. Repetitive. Repetitive, repetitive. It's because of some of the things he taught me as a kid. I thought I was acting on those things, you know, mm-hmm. making sure I was taking care of myself. And... I was feeling like I was regressing. Mm. 
So like you were there in a time in my life where I, I wasn't okay and like in and out of yeah. hospitals and stuff like that. Yeah. I felt like I was getting back to that out of really? no it can't hit me like out of nowhere. Wow. So I had to just, you know, pull over. I was it happened to me as I was driving too. Like I had a panic attack, an anxiety attack, all of that. It hit me all at once. Wow. My body was hot. It was cold outside. I didn't understand what was yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like thousands of emotions at once. Yeah, so I literally just called my mom, vented, cried. She told me I, I got to take my life seriously. And I'm thinking all this time, almost 30 years, I've been taking my life seriously. So yeah. that took me having to sit still really look at myself, see if I understood me. It's just taking a moment to ask myself, am I okay? And with that, I started feeling, hell, absolutely not. I am not okay. I need help. And I went to the people who mattered the most. You know, I went to mom, fiance, went to you, mm -hmm. the grandpa, and you guys helped me get back on my feet, pushed me. And I can say now, I, I am you know definitely in tune spiritually with myself and i think that's basically what it is empathies all those empathies mm -hmm. all stem from spiritual feeling for yourself mm -hmm. and everything around you because you're all connected in this giant bubble we call earth yeah when was the moment you realized you weren't sure of how you truly felt towards yourself so when did i realize that um i was developing empathy towards myself that's what you're asking me yes yes because it's still so fresh i want to say last weekend was when i started to notice like all these different feelings at once because throughout that whole week it was just like it was madness but the way that i escaped from a lot of it was just music, like just sitting there listening to music, whether it's just like jazz all day or, or, or some vaporwave or some, um, anything, anything I could think of, any jumping from R&B to metal to rock to hip hop to like just all over the place with genres and, and types and things like that. And when I didn't want to feel one emotion, I just jumped to the next song to like kind of cover that emotion. And it was just like, okay, I'm feeling I'm feeling this, but I'm trying to force myself to feel this and ignore that I'm feeling that. And then it's just stacking up all together. And then I realized I'm sitting on the floor, just angry, but I'm sad, but I'm listening to happy music. Like it was just too much. I, I'm, I'm trying to force different emotions at the same time. And um, I had to tell myself like, you know what? You need to get out of your head you need like you need to chill hmm. so i just got up and i kind of walked out the house and walked around a little bit i think i did some food shopping or something like that but i just needed to get out of the comfort of just sitting there doing nothing as opposed to like getting up and not really dwelling i guess but to make it make sense like that was that moment for me going forward in life, I think I can always look back and say that that was a moment for me. It was when I was sitting there with so many different emotions at once and I had to make myself get up and just walk away from all of it and 
just taking everything else, you know, like just being in my head so much, get outside and just look at, look around a little bit or, or sit in a park with people or something, do something normal, you know, like yeah. get out of your head, you know, like that sort of thing. Uh, so I think that was when I, I could definitely say. That the way you noticed you were feeling things mm-hmm. ties into the, um, the meditation class I had actually showed you yesterday with on uh, Chi Oh yeah. Um, so it's Terrorbox, Calm. Um, it's a Calm app. It's basically what I was um, showing you guys. And okay. On the Calm app, she has a meditation class, and we listened to retroactive self compassion. She's basically breaking down her. This principle she made up is called RAIN. R for recognize, A for allow, I to investigate, and N to nurture. You know, nurturing, you know, and investigating and allowing, even to, like, in reverse and then going forward is foreign to most people. Because when you feel a bad emotion, you're not trying to allow it. You're actively trying to push that out the door. Because you're like, oh, I don't want to feel this way. And if I feel this way, I'm going to start doing this and mm-hmm. I'm going to start doing that. But that's just feeding it. And it gives it more power when you allow it. Allowing it is basically uh, recognizing it. You know, you're accepting the fact that I feel this way. I'm capable of feeling this way. You know, you're not fighting it, you're surrendering, basically. And surrendering to an emotion, especially bad, is like. What? <laughs> Why would I do that? But most people, me and myself included, whenever I felt bad, I've actively pushed it down just to get it out of the get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. Once I did that, and I kept doing that, and it kept building on and building on and building on, and all that weight eventually came falling down on me. And at the beginning of the year, it was like Earth opened up and said, "Robert, wake up." Yeah, you have to feel what you're, you're. You have to not feel yourself, but yeah, you know, feel yourself. You have to embrace your emotions. Mm-hmm. When you embrace your emotions, you give it room to become something else naturally. You know, and like for me in that moment, anniversary of my grandma's passing is coming up, and I'm already starting to feel it because her birthday passed. Yeah. So I just say, hey, yeah, I miss her. That's a feeling. You know, that brings on memories, you know? Yeah. And you just sit in those memories like, wow, yeah, I had great times. You embrace it. You love it. You know, you're sad, yes. But you allow that sadness to become love because it's just all that it is. It's all that it comes from. And that's what she's teaching us. Thank you. Thank you for sitting and talking to me um, and doing this. You'll be back, though. You There will be a microphone waiting for you. I can tell you that much. Um, Don't get me used to this. <laughs> I could get used to it. Uh, you, you could. You could. So in conclusion, I want to thank my family for helping me accept and move on from this point in my life. I would like to thank Tara Brock for her meditations and for inspiring me to complete this episode. And I would like to thank those that made working there somewhat enjoyable. 
I'd be lying if I said there wasn't anything specific I want out of life going forward, because there are many things. But to be honest, I'm only interested and open to things that grant me one word, and that word is serenity. Thank you again for tuning in. Any questions or concerns, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at more to it podcast or via email at M-O-R-E, the number two, I-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. I'm going to get out of here now because I have life to live and the rest of this season to finish. In the meantime, take care of yourselves and please value your time with those around you as well as those who make time to be around you.